The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Good morning. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us again as we take a few minutes out of our day in God's Word. Uh, We're glad you're with us as we embarked just a couple episodes ago into a new book, an Old Testament book, a short one, a book of Jonah, Uh, a story that a lot of times can be seen uh, as kind of Jonah always being in trouble. Uh, But really what you do see is you see Jonah's magnificent God is where one author put it. And I think it's a great way to look at it. Jonah makes a list of rebellious decisions, a list of decisions to where he feels like he knows better than God, where he's hoping to manipulate God to get his his outcome to come, which is just not the way it works. And uh, so that's what we're going to look through. We're going to look through how God graciously works his sovereign plan, yes, to to reach out to other people, but to help bring Jonah along to where he needs to be. Uh, today, we're gonna, I'm going to ask a question. We start off. This is kind of the premise we'll pull through the, uh, the lesson this morning. And the question is this, why is it that some why is it that God has a tendency to make sure that our sins are kind of are, are known? Uh, the Bible says, you know, be sure your sin will find you out. Uh, now please understand what we mean by that is not that every sin that we've ever committed will be known by the world. When we refuse all of us sin, all of us battle. Uh, the Bible says if someone says, if a man says in his heart he has no sin, he deceives himself. The truth is not in him. So um, it's not a matter of whether or not we sin. We all do. The question we're looking at is, are we willing to acknowledge that sin? God convicts us. Are we willing to acknowledge it's a problem and do something about it? In Psalms, the Bible says, if I regard, the word regard literally means to guard or to hide. If I guard iniquity in my heart. If I hide sin in my heart, God will not hear me. So why is it that God allows certain scenarios to bring to the forefront our decisions, our sins? In this scenario, Jonah's running from God. And Jonah's running from God. It's an obvious scenario in the sport. And so you say, God is allowing this to be seen. Now, we talked about last time about the fact that no matter what you think, Jonah made a decision. That decision's affected a lot of other people on that boat. And yet he was in the corner sleeping. So let's pick up uh, in chapter 1, verse 6. I remember in the middle of the storm, the mariners are throwing things off. Um, the money that they're supposed to make is being thrown into the sea. In verse 6, so the captain said to him, uh, came to him and said to him, what do you mean, sleeper? Arise, call on your God. Perhaps your God will consider us so that we might not perish. Now, please remember, uh, they're all calling on separate gods. So this is not necessarily a matter that they came over and said, we know you are the true God. It was they're all praying to God, trying to figure out which one in their minds, which God is mad at us. It's really the premise. It also reminds us of the severity of this storm. Verse 7 um, and they said one to an, uh, said to another, one another, "Come, let us cast lots that we may know for whose cause this trouble has come upon us." So they cast lots, and the lot fell on Jonah. Now, please understand that's not necessarily always going to. It's a superstitious way to find out what's going on. God just allowed their traditional way, their way of finding things out. God allowed it to work, and allowing it to work, Jonah was found out. Why are you doing this? And so Jonah comes back with the answer. They said to him, please tell us, for whose cause is this trouble upon us? What is your occupation? Where do you come from? What is your country? And of what people are you? So they had a whole list of questions. What's going on? Why are you, why why have you brought this pain in us? And so he says in verse 9, so he said to them, I am a Hebrew, and I fear the Lord, the God of heaven, who made the sea 
in the dry land. Verse 10, then the men were exceedingly afraid and said to him, why have you done this? For the men knew that he fled from the presence of the Lord because he had told them. So really what we look at here is you look at a scenario to where we know that God had given Jonah instructions to go to Nineveh. Uh, in those instructions, for whatever list of reasons in Jonah's mind, he did not want to do that. He did not like Nineveh. I didn't like what they were doing in his mind. I'd rather, I want to see them destroyed. There's some theorize that he might have had family members who were hurt there. Some believe that there was a lot of persecution to anybody who followed God, and so they deserved it. Uh, there's all kinds of different you know, historical opinions and theories. We don't know a whole lot about that. We know they were an evil place, obviously bad enough to where God says, if they don't repent, then I will destroy them. And that was the premise. But he was offering them a part to repent, and that's the part that really kind of ate Jonah up. That's the part he didn't want. So he gets in this boat and he goes away. And what you're finding here is, you know, he was sleeping even though the storms around him Jonah was comfortable in his decision to make. He was insistent. I've seen this sometimes where in our lives, God is obviously working out circumstances for us to, to get our attention. In the middle of those circumstances, you know what we do sometimes? We just bed down and what's going on? We're comfortable. Um, I've often wondered, uh, years ago I was talking to somebody because sometimes you see Christians, they run away and they run away from God and, and it's just like they seem to go crazy, like the worse than, than before they were saved. What's going on? And I can't prove this as a theory that a friend of mine gave that, you know, these people who run from God have the Holy Spirit if they're truly saved. Well, they don't, they don't just run and go back to a life of sin. They have to fight the Holy Spirit. So maybe they're fighting even harder to get the Holy Spirit, you know, to kind of quench that and to put that callus over the heart, to stop it from affecting them and bothering them. Now, again, I can't prove that, but it's an interesting theory. All I can say is it is intriguing to me that when people run from God, that when God opens their eyes, sometimes they have a tendency to fight even more. It could have been the reason they were running. could have been what hurt they caused, the justification they had and the decisions they made. Uh, and none of that really matters. The key is, when you look at this, why does God allow this to happen? Well, can I suggest to you something that, especially if you're running from God right now, you may not find, but it's a fact. God allows the sins to be seen because he loves you. He wants to offer grace. Because here's the thing. We go that direction. We say, it's my choice. I want to do this. I want to, I want to live my own way, but the direction we're going will destroy us. It was not just anti-God. It's not just a bad decision for Christians. It is a decision that will ultimately destroy our lives and the people around us. You see somebody delving deep into drugs or alcohol or making decisions that will ruin their family, you're going to want to step up and say something, as you should. A good friend will do that. The Bible says faithful are the wounds of a friend. And so we look at that. We have to acknowledge that God is trying to stop him from taking a direction that will hurt him, the whole city of Nineveh, um, all the other things. I mean, just his own credibility as a prophet would be destroyed by this point. So the thing you look at is why does God allow our, why does God bring circumstances into our life that makes our sin a reality so, so that we can deal with it? So that we, it's kind of like a disease in your body. Uh, if you're never willing to go to the doctor, People say, I hate the doctor, I'd rather die than go to the doctor, which is generally what happens. Uh, if you're not willing to go to the doctor and at least find out what's going on inside, uh, you're likely to struggle with and or die from a disease you didn't even know you had that you might have been able uh, to get earlier. It's the same idea. An unwillingness to hear what God is trying to say to us only, only drives us down a path that's harder, it's darker. Here's the premise. A lot of times people think I can live my good life with God, I can live my good life without God, and that is not accurate. 
the unsaved world is seeking for an answer, and it's just getting crazier because there is no answer out there. There is no answer outside of Jesus. The saved world has it, and sometimes we run from it. And so what we're trying to show in this premise is that you can't just say, I'm going to live a good life without God. You cannot. The true life of fulfillment and hope and, and peace and all the things that God wants to offer is only when we are walking with God. We are living a life that is honorable to God. Is the only way that that works. And that is what God does. He brings that to the forefront so we can see it, and so that way we can deal with it. Yeah, yeah. God had a specific thing, and Jonah was living in sin, but a loving God is not just going to ignore us in our direction. A loving God is going to help us and point us back. We in church call this conviction. Uh, let me tell you the difference between conviction and guilt, which is the difference between God talking to you and Satan beating you up. God does not guilt us. He does not beat us up and make us feel horrible for what we're doing. God opens our eyes to what we're doing and says, this is where you need to be, conviction. It's a conviction to get the right place. Now, sometimes it's, it, you feel guilty about it, but the premise is that he's not trying to beat you up where you are. He's trying to point you in the right direction. Guilt makes you live in the misery of poor decisions, and it's that guilt that beats you up. And that's where Satan wants you. If you can live in the misery of your failures, you'll never move forward in victory. And that's where God wants you to. He wants you to be freed from the guilt of your bad decisions. He doesn't want you to live in the misery of it. Satan's the opposite of that. So if you find yourself in a scenario where God's trying to get your attention, see it as it is, grace and mercy for him to open your eyes. And all you have to do is go to him, ask forgiveness, and he'll give it to you. He's promised that in scripture. And may that be our desire. And may we see the grace in God, even sometimes in our rebellion. We do appreciate the time you've given us and thank you for being uh, let me be part of your day appreciate it i hope it's an encouragement stick with us as we continue uh, through the book of jonah and see what it is that god is saying to jonah but what he principles he's giving to us as well thanks again for joining us we look forward to seeing you next time